touching lives. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And the chairperson of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Loso Naidu, joins us on the line. Good evening, Chair. Thank you for taking our call. I know it's been a busy day for you. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Good to be with you again. Thank you, sir. Um, firstly, Chairperson, what informed this decision to order the team to take the knee before all of their World Cup matches? Well, you know, Chabisa, I think we all uh, in South Africa, uh, sports lovers in particular, uh, but also people across the globe, were, were, were left a little bit dumbfounded on Saturday when we saw the Proteas lining up uh, ahead of the opening game of the uh, T20 World Cup against Australia. Uh, the images that we saw were of uh, players, uh, you know, adopting three different uh, uh, positions with regards to uh, a statement on uh, our commitment to fighting racism. We saw some players uh, taking the knee. We saw some players standing with their fists raised, and we saw others just standing up. And you know that that conveyed a a, a perception. Uh, it may not be an accurate perception, but it's a perception nonetheless of a team that is uh, uh, divided, that is disorganized, and is not at one with each other. And we felt that, you know, given South Africa's history that we've spoken about many times before, that we should be playing a leadership role in advancing the cause of the fight against racism globally. Uh, Cricket lovers will, I'm sure, still recall very vividly, uh, uh, you know, the highly emotional a statement from um, Michael Holding last year uh, during that test match in England uh, when him and Ebony Rainford Brent uh, very, articulate, very articulately uh, highlighted the importance of the BLM uh, movement, the importance of cricketers standing up uh, and taking a, a considered stance in order to combat this, uh, this issue of racism that continues uh, uh, to blight the world. And we expect nothing less from, from South African cricketers, and especially given the history that we have endured in this country, uh, given uh, our, our constitutional commitment to eradicating racism and discrimination in all its forms, something that this board is deeply committed to. So in the context that the players were clearly unable to reach a consensus, a consensus position on their own, and given the, uh, uh, the imagery that was portrayed, the board felt that it was necessary to intervene in this way and to issue the directive that was issued this morning. And what took so long, uh, Chairperson, because cricket lovers will know that this has been going on for some time, even before the World Cup, the Proteas were divided in showing solidarity to the Black Lives Matter movement. I even remember when we spoke to you, you were not happy when you were just appointed in June. We spoke to you, you were not happy, but you said you would consult. So what's taken so long to make this decision? <coughs> Is it because the picture went viral and it was now it was now seen by the rest of the world and it's a big stage? Well, you know, I think it's a combination of factors, uh, Tabito. Uh, we wanted to give the players an opportunity to resolve this issue internally. We knew that the, uh, the discussions within the team environment were continuing, and we, you know, we, we held back and we were, we were hoping uh, that the team would be able to, f- to find each other and be able to, to reach a consensus position that all the players uh, uh, could uh, to buy into and, and to adopt. Uh, when it became clear to us after Saturday's match that this was, was not happening and that these, uh, the, the failure to be able to, to come together um, was reflecting in the way that it was uh, through that imagery, that the board felt it was therefore necessary to intervene. 
Uh, and as soon as I arrived back from the UAE yesterday, um, you know, uh, a, a number of uh, directors of the board raised their concerns with me. And I then proceeded during the course of last night to speak to every single director individually and personally to uh, ask for their input and advice as to how we should deal with this matter. And it was unanimously agreed, and I must stress that this was a unanimous view of all of the directors of the board, that this was a point in time where the board had to step up and to intervene and to give the, the team and the players some direction as to how we want to see South African cricket portrayed on the international stage. And it is in that context that we took this decision. I accept that we, we could perhaps have taken this decision earlier, mm. uh, but it is what it is. But at, at the moment that we felt that we needed to intervene, uh, we did and we've done so, I think, uh, with the full support of all of the members of the board. Uh, and uh, we, we relayed that information to the uh, team uh, a hierarchy this morning. I, I had an early morning call with the director of cricket, uh, the coach, the captain, and the team manager mm. to convey the decision of the board, uh, which was accepted. And what we saw on the field today was uh, all of the players and support staff uh, in solidarity taking the knee, something that we haven't seen uh, from South African cricketers since the 3TC tournament in July last year. Mm. Well, I guess it's never a bad thing, Chad, to change your mind. A wise man always changing changes his mind. A fool never will change his mind. But when well, you com- it's not so much about ch- changing the mind, uh, Tabitha. <laughs> you know, I think, as you alluded to earlier, I've been very clear from a personal level on this issue, and that it's something mm. that we, we cannot avoid dealing with as, as quick as South Africa, the question of when we do it. Yes. And, and so you say you communicated to the team. When did you communicate to the team? Because we saw the statement an hour before the game. And when you did communicate to the director of cricket, Chair, did you get any sense that some players would not be happy with this? Or did you get a sense that you had the buy-in from the group? Um, no, uh, we, we communicated with the team early this morning. As you uh, might be aware, to be so the team are, uh, are based in Abu Dhabi and uh, needed to travel to the game, which is about an hour away in Dubai. Uh, so we informed them that only this morning because we, I only finished my consultations with the board late last night. Uh, so we did this at the earliest, earliest available opportunity. Uh, and there was no indication at that time um, of, of any issues emanating uh, from within the team. Uh, and even uh, as I speak to you now, uh, what we've heard is, is speculation around uh, Quentin de Kock. Um, uh, Temba Bovuma had said at the top this morning that he had made himself unavailable for personal reasons. I'm still awaiting a, a full report from team management on the circumstances of Kuni's decision, and we'll deal with that once we get that report. But there's no doubt that the reason for him not playing is because he did not want to take the knee. Well, it, it may be, uh, Tabisa, but until I, I've been uh, formally uh, advised of that, uh, I think it would be irresponsible for, of me to comment on that. But the CSA statement that came out today says CSA has noted the personal decision by South African wicketkeeper Quentin Ticock not to take the knee ahead of today's game against the West Indies. So that's why I'm saying well, there's no was, doubt. Well, it was you know his it was his decision not to make himself available. Uh, that, that, that was the information as we will all have seen that uh, Timber Bovuma conveyed when he was asked that question at the toss earlier today. So why does the CSA statement say? Say, I'll read it again. Cricket South Africa has noted the personal decision by South African wicketkeeper Quentin de Kock not to take the knee. Well, uh, to, to that extent, the, the, the statement is then accurate because uh, if Quentin de Kock was not taking the field of play, he could not, he could not have not taken the knee. Hmm. 
And initially, Chair, why was it left to the team in the first place to make a decision on this matter? Well, you know, the team has been through a, a series of discussions over the last year and a, and a half almost, uh, to be so aware. Uh, the whole issue of the, the team culture and team environment has been discussed and debated within the team environment. And we allowed that process to continue. And, you know, this is a, a process that started, as I say, in the middle of last year. It, it went through uh, under the uh, guidance of the previous board and then the, uh, the, the guidance of the interim board. Um, and it's an issue that has, uh, you know, wasn't really raised in, in uh, any of the meetings that we've held with the players, and we've held a couple of meetings with the players. Uh, but we were informed uh, that these discussions were ongoing and were, you know, were the, that headway was being made. And we, we thought it best to allow that process to unfold uh, because the ideal solution to this would be for the board not to have to intervene and for the players to come up with a consensus position uh, and to and to take that out and to demonstrate it to the world. It was when it became very apparent on Saturday that this was not going to happen that it really became imperative for the board to then uh, uh, to then intervene in this issue. And just before we go to the voice notes, Chair, so just to confirm now, is this the decision of Cricket South Africa going forward now that the team will have to take the knee to support the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, we've, we've made a decision, uh, uh, as was communicated in our statement, that we, uh, we, we expect the players uh, to take the, uh, the knee for the remaining uh, games of this ICC World, uh, World T20 tournament. Uh, we will obviously uh, engage with the players, but it's certainly a position that I think we want to see Cricket South Africa take for all the, the t- all our teams that take the field in representative games. And it's something that I think as South Africans we need to be proud of. This is part of a global sports movement. It's not just about the Proteus uh, uh, cricket team. It's about a global sports movement where sports people across the globe, across codes, are taking a stand against racism. And given our particular history in this country, uh, we have a, 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 an even higher standard of responsibility to respond to that call. Okay, for those just joining us, we are in conversation with the chairperson of Cricket SA, Mr. Lawson Naidu, about the decision that they took today um, to um, tell, to say to the team that they need to take the knee um, in all their matches going forward to support the Black Lives Matter movement. We've got a few voice notes, a number of voice notes that have come through on 0614104107. We might not be able to play all of them, but let's play some of those that we can. In 1998... Notimugwena misbehaved and went astray. Philip Trozia brought him back home. That was in football. Now, in cricket, do they have that police? He must return home because he's social distancing himself from the rest of the team. That's a gross misconduct, refusal to obey a lawful instruction. Thank you. Regarding Quentin Tipcock and his refusal to kneel, what would it have cost him to kneel? And how many people would he have made feel better? You know, maybe Cricket SA can't order people to do things and, you know, we've all got our individual rights. But we need to start thinking about others. It costs nothing to go down on one knee and and send a message to people um, that you know you're against racism 
And what message has he sent by not doing it? You know, people need to think about their impacts on other people. It's not just all about me and my individual rights. It's not like they were asking him to rob the bank or something. Hi, Mr. Mosia. Um, I'm Tosis Mkiza, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's it's sad to hear um, this type of the news at at this era, uh, 2021 to be precise, whereby a young, uh, a genet- an energetic uh, 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 persona like Quentin de Kock refusing to take a knee, meaning that uh, he supports um, the racial uh, divisions that are happening within the country and abroad. Uh, that's my take. Um, it's Mtorosis Mkize in KZN Mbumbulu. Tabisa, here's a question. What's going to happen to the upcoming tours between India coming to play South Africa? Is Quentin de Kock going to be available? And when they when they play Netherlands and when they can play Netherlands and England when England comes to South Africa, is Quentin de Kock going to be available to play in the ODIs, Test and T20s? Good evening, Tabiso and your team. This is Boo from KZN. I'll keep it short. I play management. They took too long with decision. Now we've become the spectacle of the world. Number two, we can't even watch this World Cup now because it's playing on DSTV. Not all of us can afford DSTV. Can you please ask why we can't even watch? This is not like it's Manchester or Chelsea. It's South Africa playing. It should be free for everyone. Thank you. Okay, as I said, there's so many. We can't get through all of them, but let's start with some of those that have asked questions, Chairperson. Maybe let's start with the one from, from the bottom. As Cricket South Africa, how do you feel that these World Cup matches are not accessible to millions of South Africans? You know, uh, Tabitha, that, that's a serious concern for, for the board um, and for cricket fans across the country because, you know, the, the, uh, the country is getting behind... Uh, our cricket team, and we want people to be able to watch their games, to enjoy the uh, performances of the proteas. And you know, we're, uh, we're we're acutely aware of the need to ensure that as many proteas games as possible are aired uh, on uh, free-to-air channels. And it's something that we're we're applying our minds to. But as you well know, Tabi, for yourself, these broadcast deals are signed years in advance, especially with regards to ICC tournaments. So our hands are a little bit tied, but we. We're acutely aware of it, and we will certainly be making efforts to ensure that as many Proteus games get uh, get televised uh, that, uh, in a manner that is accessible to. Because I guess uh, that's also part. Yes, I, I was honoured to say that's also part of transformation. I guess, uh, Chair, because it. Cr- well, it cricket- is because you know one of the pillars of our transformation strategy um, and our broader strategy is increasing access to the game, and it's not just about uh, access to. Uh, opportunities for people to play the game, but we need to grow the game uh, amongst its fan base, and uh, and in all of those respects, uh, that's an important part of the strategy. So it's something this board is already looking at. The other question was uh, they were saying it took so long, and I did ask you this, this but does the board take some responsibility that uh, this decision or this stance took so long, and it could have been handled even before this World Cup? Well, I, I think we, 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 we must uh, certainly uh, not try away from taking that responsibility. Uh, we could perhaps have acted sooner, but as I say, 
Uh, the reason we didn't is because we wanted the internal processes within the team environment to give that an opportunity uh, to produ- produce a result. And when it became clear to us that it wasn't producing a result, uh, we then intervened. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take that criticism on the chin. You know, uh, with the proviso that this board has only been in, in place for four months and we've had a, a myriad of issues that we've had to deal with it in that time. Mm. But obviously, engagement with the players is high up on that list. There was another voice note about what would it have cost Quinton just to take the knee, because it's not just about him, but um, it's, it's about other people also. But then on the same breath, um, Wandilem Tana says no one should be forced to take the knee, but it takes someone of great conscience with morals to acknowledge the gesture to take the knee and form solidarity with people's faith people facing uh, racism. Some people are saying, Chair, that um, why are players being forced to take the knee? Shouldn't the decision be left to them? Should we not also see them for who they are? Look, I mean, you know, Tabiso, uh, this is a team sport where, where players agree to a team strategy, to agree, into, uh, agree to a team outlook on the game, uh, and so on. So it's not unusual for, the, for players to be asked to, uh, to participate in a, in a team strategy that they may individually have other views about, but they do it for the greater good of the team and to ensure the, the, the success of the team. And, and that's what we're doing. And, and I think, you know, we have a tendency in South Africa to overcomplicate issues. This is a simple issue about taking a stance against racism. And given our history in South Africa, uh, I really do not believe that it's asking a lot of anybody in South Africa, uh, whether they grew up after 1994 or not, uh, to take such a stance. And I guess even worse, when you're playing for the national team, uh, Chair, I mean, it's not about you, it's about the people that you're playing for, so you can't be taking decisions about yourself. As as, as I've said on this show before, Tabiso, cricket, in my view, is a public good. Uh, We are custodians of a national treasure. Players that are fortunate, fortunate enough to represent uh, uh, the national team have a responsibility to the broader South African society and they need to act with that responsibility to take on that responsibility and to portray South Africa in the best possible light on the global stage. And then going forward now, what happens now? Because the one voice note was saying Quintin must just come back home and there are a lot of people that are saying that he should not take part in the tournament going forward. Well, you know, as I said earlier, uh, Tabitha, until until we've received a, a, a full and formal report from the team management uh, uh, outlining the discussions that have been held with, with Quentin, the precise reasons that he made himself unavailable today, I think it would be premature to speculate on, 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 on that. So let's leave that until we have all the information at, at our disposal and then we will deal with it, uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, CSA policies and the like. Would he be allowed to continue playing in the tournament or if he does not take the knee, if he still refuses to take the knee? Well, the, the board has been very clear that we, we've issued a directive, in other words, an instruction, that all players must take the knee. And I think we saw that today, that all players uh, adhered to that. We, we saw that and we expect that conduct from all players going forward in this tournament. And if they don't, they can't play? Well, that's a choice that they will make, uh, Tabisa. And, and But do you have any consequences as CSA when you made the directive? Did you have any cons- consequences in place in case as people go against the directive? Well, you know, uh, we were, you know we, we're not driven by that and we certainly don't want to end up in a situation of, of um, uh, 
reprisals and and, uh, and and things of that nature. This is about an ongoing conversation. And I think, again, uh, if I can draw from uh, our captain, Temba Bruhuma, in his post-match comments, said, you know, we will continue these engagements within the team environment. Uh, yes, there may have been a directive from the board, but it does not mean that the conversations within the team don't uh, continue and that the team needs to draw on the best of the players at their disposal in order to do as well as we, we can in the tournament. Uh, the boys clearly stepped up today. We had a fantastic performance mm. on the field uh, with ball in hand. Uh, batting came good today. Uh, so I think confidence in the team camp is high. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly hope that the team is going to go from strength to strength and certainly make it through this very tough group into the semifinals. And as we know, in knockout tournaments, once you get to the semifinals, anything and everything is possible. Finally, Chair, obviously comparisons will be made with the coach, Mark Boucher, um, uh, who's come out to apologize for his racist behavior when he was a player. But he's been allowed to lead the team at a World Cup, despite what he said at the S- to the SJN hearings in his statement. Is that not a contradiction then that he's there and, uh, we, and, and there's this directive for, for players to take the knee? No, Tabisha, I think we need to draw a clear distinction between uh, this directive that the board issued to the team and the issues surrounding Mark Boucher at the SJN hearings. The board has made it very clear uh, that in respect of the SJN hearings, we will not be uh, taking any uh, preemptive action or measures until we've received the report from the Ombudsman. We've appointed Advocate in Bethesda to conduct an independent investigation into issues of discrimination in South African cricket. We would be undermining uh, Advocate in Bethesda if we took any action until he has weighed all the evidence that he, he will have heard and made a report and recommendations to the board. We stand by that. We said that right at the very beginning of this SJN process. And we will deal with the report when we receive it and we deal with the recommendations at that point. I think it would be highly irresponsible for us uh, to do anything uh, in between. But but he has already apologized, Che. He has admitted his part in his racist behavior. Is that not enough reason? What more evidence would you need then? Because he came out and he made the apology and he put it out in black and white in his statement. He, he has indeed done that. But we have, as I say, uh, we have indeed uh, give, uh, given that responsibility for now to Advocate Interdeza uh, to conduct this inquiry, to hear all of the evidence and uh, we must allow uh, uh, Advocate Enzabeza to complete his task, to make his report, and we will deal with his report and the recommendations at that point. Uh, you know, if we were going to, to take uh, decisions and, and take action on the basis of uh, uh, testimony that is heard without the benefit of uh, Advocate uh, Enzabeza's interpretation of that, we would be undermining him. Even though Mark Boucher has made an admission in his own words, well, it, it's still a matter for the for the ombudsman to advise us on. You know, if we if we do it in respect of Mark Boucher, then we'll be asked to do it in respect of other testimony that has been heard, because different people will interpret different te- testimony in different ways. To some people, some testimony may be overwhelmingly con- conclusive, uh, and for others, it may not be. So our position has been a very clear one. We've instituted the process. We must respect that process. We'll deal with the report and the recommendations when it comes.
Okay, Chair. Thanks again for engaging us on SAFM tonight. We appreciate uh, you taking our call in the time you've always, given us. Always good to talk to you, Tabitha. Thank you, Chair. Keep well, uh, Chairperson of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Lawson, and I do this speaking to us about what's dominated the headlines. It's a pity because we'd have liked to talk about the Proteas win, but I think sometimes uh, cricket has to play second fiddle when we're dealing with issues like this.